Hello and welcome to the Potters Podcast. It's the first one, isn't it? First one of 2020. New decade. New decade, new start. We're gonna we're gonna win the Premier League this decade, aren't we? I hope so. Be that, it's been a bit of a change, that is. <laughs> People are <first>. No. <laughs> don't be silly. I, I, I'm a new man, I'm rejuvenated. You don't, you don't sound rejuvenated. No, I don't sound yeah. no. You're on pills at the moment, so I'm on uh, antibiotics and three other things as and well. And you're on night nurse, like yeah. a baseball bat to the back of the head. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never felt so out of it like I do when I take that. It is spacey stuff. I mean, I don't know myself, I've never had it, but I can remember a missus who had it and she literally passed out on the sofa. I think the these idiots are walking around the streets taking drugs, just take some night nurse. Yeah, get some night nurse down, yeah, that's really out. They right. never saw the advert on Signal, that's what it was. I know. They never sung the night nurse song. Well, even though it's his first part of 2020, it's been quite an interesting and busy week. It's been eventful, mate, yeah, yeah, it has. I mean, first we'll go into, the, of course, the romp of Huddersfield, mm. and then, of course, we'll talk about today's game again away at Brentford. Yeah. So, first we've got to say is five goals against Huddersfield away. Oh, the thing is, I mean, it, it doesn't matter who it's against. Five goals on the road is a great achievement. Yeah, we played well. I mean, again, again, you have to look at the defence a bit, a bit very shaky at times, yeah. being very, just so slapdash, ridiculously slapdash. But we, we can't take it away. They scored the goals, they took the chances. Yeah, I mean, you can't take much away from Tyrus Campbell. He had the game of his life. I, I thought he, he's reminded me of a bit of Mark Steen and uh, Ricardo Fuller. He, he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And, and, and the thing is, it comes back to what I've said before about him finding out his team. And I think he really, really likes Tyrese. I think um, we've got to get his contract sorted. That's got to be number one priority yeah. of him now. Because there's no point in getting excited about Tyrese Campbell if he, if he goes for nothing in the summer. See, I've, I'll be the first to bet I've slated him in, in the past, saying he's not ready. But maybe under O'Neill, he's, he's tweaked something somewhere. Well, I'll be he's honest. He's got him on firing, so... I'll be honest, honest looking at the side under Michael O'Neill, we, we look... Like, yes, we're going to drop points, but it looks like we're going to pick up points at the same time. Like, we're under Nathan Jones, we were, we were dropping like a stone. We just we just weren't getting results at all. We were losing week in, week out. We never looked like winning games. But now since Michael O'Neill's come in, there's been a massive re- re- improvement. Well, we're scoring actually. goals for fun, aren't we? And, well, we've had a 4-2, we've had a 5-2 now. We've been, we've been scoring goals. We look better. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it comes into the January window now because, for me, I think we need two players. I do. I think we need a right winger and we need a whole proper holding midfielder. I think Ince is days are numbered, aren't they? I think Ince is. Yeah. He'll be gone in the summer if we can get. If a decent offer comes in, it's time for him to go. Yeah. Simple as that. Because the man's a, he's a waste of space. Yeah, I mean, I've been reading social media tonight saying that um, he's stole the living, he's a fraud, he's this. I mean, the fans are quite, not just critical, they, they're really damning about him. Well, he. he I mean, for a kickoff before we weren't playing with a winger, he was playing centrally as a, as a cam, which he, which didn't work for him at Huddersfield, didn't work for him in his early days at Derby, obviously didn't work under Nathan Jones at Stoke. And on the right wing, he had a bit of success with Rowitz, but he just hasn't followed through at all no. at Stoke. No. But it was a great result, and that's all I can talk about. It's just such a good result to see. It does goal difference though, are we? It does it. Well, we're minus nine now, aren't we? Which yeah. isn't isn't that bad compared to everyone else around us. I think Barnsley are minus thirty now or something, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah, hopefully this is going to be a push on in the league. Moving away from the league now, we're going to have to talk about today's results away at Brentford. This is the seventeenth try to win a game in London, and again we failed. Yeah. Never won a game in London. It's in a fake goal. It's a bad goalkeeping decision for me. Yeah, he's let the ball come over the top of him but I mean he, he seems to read it quite late and then it, before he knows it it's gone over the top of him and it's in and I don't know I mean it's his first game for Stoke as well Davies today yeah, yeah. then again we saw Valendon back who did alright Collins played as well today at the back Julian and Goy yeah and Goy's come back I mean He's doing what all the fans have wanted is is give some faith into these well, kids. Well, going nearly scored towards the end of the game. Yeah. He, he had a good chance. Um, I mean, for me, I'm not that bothered about today really because the FA Cup is not in our priorities yeah, at all. Staying up some eh? We've got to, we've got to try and get to the playoffs, and we're not going to get anywhere near them if we haven't got any um, if we're missing about in the cup. Yeah. And the thing is, you could you could get through today. Then he could end up having United away or something. It's an unnecessary game that is going to tie the players out. You might risk injury to one or two of the lads when we need to stay up. 
We've got to stay up as no. Well, I mean, I mean, when you look at it, look at it anyway. I mean, Brentford are a good side. The third championship at the moment for a reason. They're a very good team. Yeah. Very well gelled, very well organised. Really took advantage of the foreign market to a perfect extent. I mean, every time they buy a player, they seem to be making money on them. They don't seem to lose money on these players. Um, and I think they are preparing for Premier League, to be honest, Brentford. Do you think they might, they'll be allowed in, though? Yeah, well, I know why, won't they? Because I remember when Burnley first got to the Prem, they had 12 months all them sits out because they're all wooden and stuff. Their ground's tiny, isn't it? It's Brentford. Yeah, but they're having it. Theirs has been done up, isn't it, this summer? So it's, it's been up, right. done, isn't it? Yeah, because I've heard stuff before where maybe, because obviously, like with Bournemouth, Bournemouth is a small ground, but it's a new ground, isn't it? It's not. No, not really, no. No, they've had all the stands, most of the yeah, stands. Which they did. You, 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 yeah. you always have to do work on it when you get to the Premier League because it's a different standard, isn't it? Yeah. Because um, you've got to have posh seats for Arsenal and Man United fans, haven't you? Yeah. So it's one of them, isn't it? When the, the Cockneys come down. Yeah, uh, when the Cockneys move up north and then yeah. come back down and, you know, sporting Man United, never been. But they do go. <laughs> they go in the thousands from London How and Essex. get that, I won't. It's because of George Best. They all used to love George Best in the 60s and 70s, didn't they? Trouble is, there was plenty of kids who did it. Oh, yeah, they were there following players like Beckham and Scholes and Giggs and Eric Cantona and, and yeah. all the young days. There's always a player following for Man United. Still plenty of good players down London back then, though, weren't they? Yeah. Henri, Bergkamp, yeah. Zola. Yeah. <laughs> I swear you're a secret United fan. I hate United. There's, there's no question of that. Related to the Harry Potter. Yeah, you can't say <laughs> that. <laughs> you can't rumor. say that because it's just rumours. It's just rumours. It's just rumours that Harry Potter's a United fan. That's that's we'll get that out there straight away <laughs> before we get in trouble for that. Yeah. Uh, but like I say, yeah. So it's a it's a bad result today. No question of it. But it, for me, it just gets it out of the way so we can move into the, the next championship match and yeah. and improve on it. But a good thing is now the transfer window is open. Yeah. And there's been quite a lot of links this week. Well, we've had movements already, haven't we? Well, in has gone, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Etabo's on the verge. Champs on Spore. Um, and Etabo's on the verge of Getafe in the Spanish top flight, I think, spot the top yeah. flight. We've had a few come back, haven't we, the Linden's Yeah, back. quite a few of the youth, youth players have come back. Yeah, so first, we'll, we'll go into that now. We'll talk about Endai and Etabo. And, of course... They're, they look like they're done and again it's loan deals like I said to you about two months ago and what we want to talk about is are they good deals? Is it a good decision to get well, rid of these two players? Well I've heard that Ndai's gone for 150 grand loan fee. I did have to take a double check because I think Sentinel wrote it as 150 quid. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah that's Sentinel for you they aren't yeah. exactly accurate all yeah, the time. I know we're a bit stupid business wise but I was thinking won't they go for 150 quid surely? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like to die. I did and Etimo. I thought when they came back uh, in the September, I thought they did really well. I, I, I don't think it's anything to do with their, their ability as players. I think it's their attitudes. That, attitude, I yeah. think they've got stinky attitudes and don't want to play for the club. And for me, if they don't want to play and they don't be here and don't be up for the fight of making Stoke a good side again, you have to get rid. Yeah. As simple as that, you have to get rid. And, and die. I don't think want to join the club in the first place when he came. No. and we only had him for half a season then he was out on loan he's come back the only reason why he's still at the club is because we, we couldn't get a loan deal sorted in the summer or a deal sorted so I mean it sort of it, it speaks volumes anyway because before Nathan Jones was sacked everybody was sitting there saying if it wasn't for him dying at a bow we'd have been rock bottom we'd have been out of sight every week he heard it every week O'Neill come in and went right you're gone and you're gone yeah. Why? Because obviously, like you said, attitude. Yeah. Something. It's something he's seen. He does not like, and and he said, right, I'm not happy with that. You go. Which we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So. Well, we don't, and that, yeah. that's the thing that worries me at the moment because it's we only bought Tetebo last season, and yeah. already we're shipping him out on loan. And he was, was the best player we'd seen at international for a while. Hadn't he? We're on the show for is it Nigeria? Yeah, no, he played, played brilliant in the, in the World Cup. It was a good signing, to be fair, because we, we, we seem to predict him being a good player before he actually become a good player in the, in the World Cup. And he was a good signing, and he, he did do good things last season. But the fact is, if he's got an attitude problem and he thinks he's too good for this club, then good luck to him at Getafe. 
wherever that is in Spain. It's one of them teams that finishes below Madrid and Barca every year. Yeah, well, that's, that's, every, that's everybody else in Spain. Yeah, just nobody's interested in the Spanish league other than Barcelona and Real Madrid anyway, are they? Yeah. Atletico Madrid get a bit of a mention, but they're just a feeder club to Barcelona, aren't they? Uh, right, so yeah, we'll talk about now. We'll go into that now. Uh, yeah, the return of the youngs- youngsters. Well, I've been praying for it for weeks. Valendon being one for well, definitely praying like down on knees. Like, like, down. Jesus, come on, come on, please, please come back, Valendon. <laughs> please, let's cold go. Uh, flu <laughs> please get rid of this flu and please bring Valendon back. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I've said for weeks we need pace going forward, and at times in certain games we. Teams are just sitting in against us and just saying, right, come break us down. And we've just not got the legs sometimes in games. The thing is, McLean, McLean's done well for us over the past couple of weeks. Oh, he's, he's been our best player since O'Neill's come in. But yeah. we've got no, that, got no plan B. We, we, need, we need on the, for me, I still think we need to sign a right winger in the summer. Uh, not summer, in the, in the January window. I think we need somebody on that right hand side. And it's like I said before, that it's not about having a tricky player that can run and do this. We need a winger that can just cross a ball. Yeah, that's that's number yeah. one. I mean, the thing is with Sam Vokes, we know he's a decent little finisher. He's been improving steadily. Yes, yeah. But if we can get somebody on the right side that can put a good ball in, week in week out, we'll get goals. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. And I mean, Valinden. Well, it's corners as well. It's it's crossing corners. Isn't it? Well, that's it. Yeah. And the thing is with Valinden, he can play on the left and he can play on the right. He can play in the middle as well, but we, it doesn't really matter. No, no. For me, I don't want to see Valinder on the right. I want Valinder on the bench and coming in when McLean gets tired or the wing, right winger we buy gets running, tired. And running him. And right, yeah, right. Last minute until yeah. he gets his confidence up. And then when he starts getting a couple of good performances, then he might be able, but when he might be the man to replace McLean in the I next mean, couple of years. It amazes me how when Valinder first made an appearance with Stoke, he was played at the back. Then when we watched him play at Tranmere, he was thinking, why? Why on earth have you played him at the back? He's played everywhere for the youth academy. He's played as a central midfielder, he's played as a cam, left, right, striker, and he's played as wing backs. So he, he is a use, very useful Full player. player yeah. Very useful player, but the thing is, like, what, I can't remember if it was a youth coach or somebody on the youth coach podcast we listen to. At the moment, he hasn't found his position. We don't know if he's right, we don't know if he's left. Because at one point he was a right winger, then he was a left winger, then he was a cam. And I think he, even youth level, he, he didn't nail down a position. Where would you play him? I'd put him on the bench. and I'd, I'd, I mean, when he's playing? When he's playing, I'd bring him in for whoever's injured and just test him on both wings till he get a yeah. confident performance of if wings he plays yeah. on. And then I'd, I'd decide, right, because for me, we need we need think about replacing McLean anyway. That could be Ngoy or it could be Valinda, we don't really know. It's nice to see Ngoy breaking back in as well because there's so much hype about him. Which I know, I know he had a bad loan spell in Switzerland at Grasshoppers, but the fact is, there's, there's obviously a talented player in there, and I do want to see more of Ngoy. And he did and buried though, didn't he, at the start of the season? He did. I mean, to be fair, I don't think he's been out alone either. I think he's just been youth. in the youth level. Yeah. And he's brought him through and given him a chance today, and it brought him off the bench, I think it was. And uh, he did well for me. He did okay. He, 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 you're not going to get anything wowing from these players. But the fingers on Goy, he can play up front as well. So he becomes a useful player to have on the bench. A bit of pace, a bit of diff- something different. He's big as well. He's a big lad. Yeah. And Goy's strong. Well, he is. He's, he's, not, he's not a midget, midget yeah. is he? He's a strong player. I mean, personally, I put Valinda on the left. From what I saw in pre-season, frightening. Well, that's when he played for Stoke. When, when he broke into the Stoke side, he played on the left. Yeah. So, uh yeah, I think he could be right. Was he Wrexham pre-season? He, oh. run, he, he run them ragged on the left. Yeah, but that's Wrexham on non-league. The thing is, though, he's still about confidence, isn't he? It? No, it's about confidence, yeah. It's he, like the five goals against Huddersfield. Don't get me wrong, if he'd have gone Alan Road and done that, you'd have been like, wow, what a performance. It's at Leeds. He, Huddersfield are down there with us, but he's still five on the road. You've yeah. still got to be bang up for him for score five anywhere. I don't care what, what anybody says. Well, that, that's the thing. Right, so we'll go into the transfer rumours of this week. Um, well, there's a few. Well, the first one I'm going to go into that I found a, bit, a little bit shocking and I thought, really? Alan Shearer? Was not Alan Shearer coming to Stoke, <laughs> no, it was uh, Chris Brunt. Oh, no. He was about the same age as Alan Shearer. Well, <laughs> what have I told you about that golf club, Alan 
Roll in for the now, don't get me wrong, I like Chris Brunt, he's a good player. <coughs> he's, he's a good, hard-working, industrious player. I've always been a fan of Chris Brunt, so I like him because he can play left wing, he can play left back, and he can play in the middle as well as an old midfielder. Yeah. But for me, we've already had his fingers burnt by West Brom when we decided to sign Darren Fletcher on a free transfer. Yeah. Let's not make the same mistake again. Yeah. And bring in a player that's literally finished. The yeah. reason he isn't playing for West Brom, I know they're doing well West Brom, the reason Billich isn't playing him because he knows he isn't good enough anymore, he knows he hasn't got the legs. Yeah. So, for me, no. That's, all that's down to is the Northern Ireland link. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, because of Michael O'Neill, but the problem is, what, what's his plan side, all just be like an international side? Well, I've we've been linked to every single Northern Ireland player. Well, I don't mind him buying young lads. I don't mind buying a couple of youngsters from the Northern Irish youth team that he likes to look off. I don't mind that because there's always an opportunity that they could grow and yeah. mature. But not Chris Brunt. I mean, no. he's 36, isn't he? Is he 36? 35, yes. Yeah, but soon to be 36, yeah. isn't he? And, and the fact is, we don't we don't need players like that. We don't need old men that are going to. You know, yeah, I'm playing four games over a season. There's no points. Right. We just leave it really. Yeah, it's just another, it's just another wage bill that we could do without. Because mm. it won't be cheap. They'd be, they'd no. Be, but before we forget, I've just realised we forgot to talk about Josh Timmon. Um, he's he come back, back from yeah. Portugal. Yes. Yeah. Now is he going to be our first team left back from the future? I don't think for the future, but it wouldn't surprise me if he is for this season. I think he, I think he's going to become the left back now, Ardy. I mean, to be fair, he, out of all the players that have gone out on loan, he's done the best. Yeah. He has been outstanding for that team because a team that's only just got promoted, and I think they're still third. I haven't checked since we last spoke about it because the last time we talked about him, we were coming yeah, we were talking about like, winning the World Cup. They're like, they're like, they're like, <laughs> they're like eight, eight points clear at the top of the Portuguese league. Um. But we brought him back, and I'm glad we brought him back because I've always said with Josh Tim, and now he hasn't—he's been his own worst nightmare because whenever he's played in the first team, he has been horrendous, and I mean bad. Yeah. Where he, he's getting subbed off at half time, <coughs> he's getting subbed off before half time. One yeah. of the performances. But I think this loan spell might have kicked him into something. Well, he's been, the thing is, if you're at a club that's doing well, confidence is high. He's left that club and gone right. Let's—I've had a good time there. Let's kick on and go again. Well, so, the, I mean, the reports that have come in from, the, from Portugal is that he's been one of the main reasons why they've been doing well. He's been racing up the left wing, swinging balls in. Yeah. And it's weird, because when I saw him play, I didn't see any of that play <laughs> when, when I saw him play. Is that down to Stokes' confidence being so low, though? I, I think it's because he got, he got a couple of chances when he first came in, and he didn't do well at all. Yeah. He got overran. But he was saying that he was only 18, 19 when he first came to the club. Yeah. He's 21 now, I think, and I, th I think it could be right for him to start playing now. Because it's toughened him up going to Portugal. The language barrier, such a young age, well, he did away well from as well. family. And he did well. Yeah, it's he, he, toughened. It's got to toughen him up a little bit. Well, so, it's not going to toughen him up on the pitch, is it? But it'll toughen him up as a mental, mental Yeah, mentally, strategy. that's the thing. It's but it's, uh, the reason I want him to play as soon as he comes back is because he's he, he, the confidence and performance he's been doing out there in Portimonu, whatever it is, in, in Portugal. I had no idea I'm saying. Portima or something like that, isn't it? I had no idea. Something like Del Boy then, when he tried to link up. You know what I mean, Sandy, you know what But yeah, so we'll talk, we talked about time, and I, th I think I'm, I've got high hopes for that lad now. Yeah. I've, got high I've always been a bit, of, a bit judgmental of him, but with this loan stint, he's got to be full of confidence. He's a major part of the reason they were doing well, and he was playing first team football. I mean, he, he scored against Sporting Lisbon from what a year as well. Yeah. Which is a good, you know, a de got, decent yeah, team. Yeah. I think you'll see a different player. Well, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. That's so, so any any other transfer rumours that have been. Well, I mean, we've got one from. We st I mean, I think we saw this one last week um, about Mam Juf. Going to Gostepe in Turkey. Gostepe? Yeah. Well, that's going out, isn't it? We'll, we'll, yeah. Coming in, uh, I mean, we've been linked with uh, Rian Br uh, Brewster and Curtis Jones on loan from Liverpool. Oh, the, the two from Liverpool. Now, yeah. this one could be a bit of a... Is this one, to be fair to it could be a bit of a genius move for me. Well, I like Brewster anyway. Well, you put him on your list, didn't you, yeah. about a possible loan of Rian Brewster, so that's... That's good. I mean, there's Curtis Jones. I don't really know much about. I don't really know what no, position I he is. I don't. I don't really know much about him. But this right, Rian Booster, from what I remember, 
I think he had a loan spell at Berry last season, I'm not too sure, but he seems a player. He must have had a short loan because he went to uh, the Champions League final with Liverpool. Did he? Yeah. He might be another Brewster. But might be another Brewer. No, he isn't. He hasn't played. He's never played a professional game, so he is a different Brewster. Um, he's only 19, not played yet, but he has played, and this is a good record, he's played for the under-17s, played 23 games and scored 20 goals. Yeah. For the under England under seventeen side, so there's obviously a real talent in this team. Potential, player. aren't they? Well, he started at Chelsea and then Liverpool. Same as Diego, not Diego. What's his name? Is Solanke, another player that's moved from Chelsea to Liverpool. Same as Salah. Yeah, basically. Well, he, well, he went. He went abroad, didn't he? After yeah, that. very easy jet. Now, for me, I c- well, yeah. <laughs> um, for me, if if Scott Hogan goes, I could see this being a, a definite better player to have on loan than Scott Hogan because we don't know the promise there that he's young he's quick he might be gifted but we don't really know at the moment we've got no we've got no knowledge he's never played yeah. a professional game has he really no but when you're scoring goals like that at um, international level whether it be under 17 it doesn't matter you still know where the net is well that's it so there's got to be something about him for Stoke to be in there to try and make him well Stoke player yeah so and the thing is no Jürgen Klopp because he, he likes his, his kids coming through he'll want to push them out on loan because mm. he likes do you know what I mean he, he'll like these kids go out on loan well I think it's, it's a good move if it's if it's like I say we, I can't judge him until until we see him play we can't look at anything play because he never played professionally but his youth record is fantastic and his youth record for England's fantastic what, what about Curtis Jones well I'm looking at Curtis Jones apparently he's quite tall he's 6 foot 1 so he's, he's about my height which is pretty big for somebody who's 18 he's a central midfielder from what I'm reading he has made one appearance for, for Liverpool I think it was last season he made one appearance in the cup yeah um, he's played for every level under 16 under 17 under 18 under 19 for the England team made 10 appearances for the under 18s and has only recently made four appearances for the under under 19s so again it's it might be a bit too early for him to come to the club on a season long loan i don't mind giving him if he if he's promising yeah i mean to get an appearance for that great that amazing liverpool side we're seeing now means that there's obviously something about him it was a bug <laughs> but yeah for me i think it's it's a just give him a chance. We, we don't really know, do we? Right, is there anyone else? Who else have we been linked to? Well, we've been not really linked to that. There's a lot of them I've noticed that are just complete rubbish. Do you know what I mean? But, I mean, the only other two things I picked out this week was, obviously, Tyrus's contract. Do you think he's going to get another contract? Well, they've got to, really. Now he's starting playing, yeah. Well, the thing is with him, we, we got him for, what was it, a million? A million, one and a half million we got him from Man City and only give him a three-year contract which is really ridiculous in its own way yeah but he started breaking in last season so i don't understand why this last summer we just passed why they didn't give him a new contract in the first place it just makes no sense because we were obviously giving him chances in the first team he had a great loan spell at shrewsbury but we didn't give him a new contract yeah it, it it's stupid really and again it's another net decision from the board because if we lose him for nothing i think it's the final nail in the coffin skulls for me yeah if, if we lose this talented youngster when we've been looking at our academy to produce youngsters for a while and he's let the best one we've brought through go because he, he was ridiculously wouldn't give him a new contract then it's got to be the last last nail in the coffin for me yeah he's got to be given a new contract because uh, he's been the most impressive youngster for me to come through for a while because he's hitting the net and he, i mean his second goal i think the second goal against Huddersfield. That was a fantastic finish. Yeah. He, he went round and hit it from distance right in the corner. Yeah. Fantastic goal. Check over the goalkeeper's a great finish though. Yeah, it is. We were both good still got a lot to do from there outside of the area. There's, I tell you now, once he gets confident, for me, we should be giving him what he wants and giving him the number 10 shirt next season yeah. and putting him alongside Vokes and try to get some goals in this team. That's exactly what I do because I think he's got it in him to score them. Yeah. I think he's he's not he's finishing is what's impressing me. He's he's goal he scored against uh, was it Chef Wednesday, the three two was it was it Chef yeah. Wednesday, that second goal the one where he had to take it in midair because if he knew if he let it bounce the defender would have caught up with him. That's an incredible finish. Yeah. And the fact is he's obviously a good finisher so it's got to be tied down. O'Neill seems to be giving him a bit of confidence as well. Well that's it. It's got so. to be done. It's got to be signed up. I'll try to think what else has been there. Well, been uh, else, hasn't it? obviously David Moyes has 
made an approach for Billy McKinley, who's our assistant, but uh, he won't leave. Michael O'Neill said he's under contract, so yeah, he won't leave. Michael O'Neill, they've worked together for a while now, haven't they? Yeah, that's going to be happening. I, I, get, I, I read somewhere that he had worked with Moyes as well at some point. He, he's only just joined Stoke, it'd be a bit. Yeah, he only said he, he hadn't been here long, <laughs> he's only been here about a month, McKinley, but just over a month. Yeah, so I'd be very surprised if anything came with that. No, I don't. I don't think that'll be happening. No. The thing is, though, I mean, I, just just to end where we were talking before about um, Campbell. Me and you have both sat here and sort of slated previous transfers about spending too much on players that aren't good enough and, yeah. and whatever else. But I saw something today on one of the championship pages talking about the Leicester side that won the league and yeah. how much everybody cost. And the reality is, a lot of it does come down to scouting as well. Oh, it's all scouting. Because their team cost next to nothing. Yeah, it still does now. They, yeah. they, they still make money every year now, less to do. It comes down to having an idea of what you're doing and understanding the manager you've got. Now, yes, it's fair enough and it's easier for scouts when it's like Man United when you had Alex Ferguson for 20 years because you, you're basically just copying and pasting what he did before. So you're just finding a, a replacement for Keane, replacement for York, replacement yeah. for Cole... Which they did all the time. That's why yeah, yeah, so success wanted to replace Cole with Van uh, Van Nistelrooy. Uh, Keane left and they replaced him with Clubberson. <laughs> Do you know why he flew me then? Because of how he said his name. Oh. I'm not sure how you say it was Clubberson. No, Clubberson his name was. Clubberson. Wow. <laughs> Eric Jemba Jemba. Eric Jemba Jemba was another one. Massimo Taibi. Ugh, yeah. Wow, he was. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you just come down to recruitment. It comes down to how intelligent your scouts are. Well, their expen- their most expensive player that season when they won the league was uh, Okazaki. Mm, he's about five million. One seven. Seven, seven million. million. Yeah, it, it does. It does come down to. It. I mean, we I mean, we look at this, the side we've got now, and, and <coughs> we'll just have a quick talk about this. Then we'll talk about the players that are leaving or are being linked to leaving. We're open. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the problems of our net- network and the way we sign players has always been a problem since Mark Hughes came in because we decided to look at players from abroad but the board trusted Cartwright to do that job even though he had no experience in it. Yeah. He, Cartwright is good in, in England really, he knows a good, a good industrial player that will work with a manager this that and the other but when you want somebody from abroad you're going off hearsay, if you don't know what you're doing it, it's never going to work and he had his job too long the scouting network needs Stoke needs a massive change in the in the upper ends we know this do you think it's do you think it's sometimes I, I don't know I'm just sort of thinking from experience if you like my job in the trade you, you bound no decent plumber you bound no different sparky or you know what I mean someone will ring you up you know, do you know a decent sparky yeah yeah I'll pass your number on in England if you're scouting players and you know people from all over the country and they'll go yeah, uh, Mark, I've got a great lad here. Trust me, mate, he, he's worth buying. Get him in. Yeah. Bring him in, does great. Abroad, if you haven't got the right sort of people you know abroad, mm. then they'll go, yeah, he's a great player, he is. Just forget him out the door. Yeah, that's what's Do you know happening. what I mean? It's about people. It's not, it's not what you know always, it's about who you know. Well, it's not only that. The, the, the fact is that it's, it's, it's not just about that person and thinking, oh, well, it's job done. Sometimes it happens to a lot of the big clubs as well. So you get a lot wrong. Yeah. But it's having that money and that understanding that you've got it wrong and fixing it. Right, it. yeah. But the problem was with Stoke for years and years, we were making the mistake and we weren't fixing it. We were just bringing more in. Snowballs and snowballs and snowballs. And the more you get wrong, the problem is now, like years ago, in the 90s, even in the early 90s, mid-90s, you made a mistake and brought a player in, you could still sell them because wages were quite similar all over the place and you, you'd just do some wheeling and dealing and you'd shift yeah. the player out. You'd make a small loss, wouldn't you, and then make it back somewhere else. The problem is now is that these players are that much in the Premier League that nobody else in Europe will buy them no. because it's like, even though Indy is on small amounts compared to the Premier League big boys, He's still on 50-odd grand a week. And the problem is that that's the most expensive... There's no players in those Turkish sides that are near that money, no. apart from the big two teams. Yeah. So the, you're just not going to be able to sell them. And, he, and then, like what we've been d- doing with Mbule, loan spell, loan spell, just to get some wages back. Yeah. So someone else pays a bit of the wages. Yeah. But it's, it's still a cost, year in, year in, year in. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, we, we haven't really heard anything back off him either. I know, that's that's the it's thing. It's gone quiet, has it? 
Oh no, it's just a bit, bit of bad news has just come in. I see, what is it? Tom Pope's school for Vale. Oh. oh dear, no, we're near the end of that now. No, that's still it, losing. Man. Still losing 2 1, but. Yeah, but you can imagine Vale fans, I bet they, were, I bet they fell down about four flights of stairs. Oh, they hate Tom Pope, are you? Even though he is a Stokey, he has been seen in Stoke Top many a time. Because yeah. he said, oh no, the, the, the lads give him that. Fancy but, dress. It, but it was a 2000, it was a 90s or a 2000 kit with Tom Pope number nine on, with that year's number on. He loves Stoke, really. Of course he's a Stoke fan, yeah. where would he got that? where would he have got that shape made or done? Unless it was another Tom Pope in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I, I don't buy. It. I think he loves. I think he loves. He's a potty. There's no yeah. question about that. Transfer rumours of players leaving, uh, and Dyer's just been done. The club have just confirmed. But doing Dyer's now gone to Champions League. Yeah, a loan deal till it's the it. end of the season. So we know that's one done. Etebo's apparently on the verge. We know we've already talked about that. But the biggest talking point this week, when it comes down to transfers leaving, is Joe Allen. Yeah, uh, West Ham United. Fifteen million pounds. David Moises must have seen Joe Allen play a lot. Well, well, I mean, I'll, I'll say what my piece on it. I think that Joe Allen needs to go anyway. I think I think we need him to go so we can bring uh, use the money to freshen up that midfield to get that squad fixed. Yeah, I don't think we'll miss him that much anyway. To be brutally honest, I mean, I know he's our kind of talisman at the moment, but the man's on a lot of money. And getting his contract off the wage bill and getting fifteen million pounds as money back for him for me is a fantastic deal, and I will give it to the board in the club if if they do get that deal over the line. Yeah. At the moment it's only smoke and mirrors; it's just talk. I mean, the papers have come out and said there's there's going to be a deal done within forty eight hours. I, I agree. I still think he should. The problem is he is one of them jackal and hard players where his weight rate is great. I get that, and and I think that's why, like after certain games, Michael O'Neill's come out and said. He, he was great today, he worked hard, he chased every ball down, he did. He'll do that, but then in some games, he's he's all over the place. and he, I think sometimes he's a bit guilty of being overplayed. Mm. I, I think he'll he get is, rested. He, 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 it's not like, because of how much he's on, I don't think they, all the managers we've had can't drop him. No. Because the, the club are going, yeah, he can't, he's our talisman. If you notice, he's always the, he's always the face of the sale time when the shirts are on sale. Yeah. and Towards Christmas, he's, he's there with his thumbs up and trying to sell shirts. I mean, for me, he, go, he gives me good blessings. I'm not going to sit there here and go, Joe Allen's had been a terrible player, this, that and the other, but I just think we need that money to bring in players. Yeah, it, 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 plus it's the wage bill as well. It's, it's yeah, because he, I think he's still on 50 odd grand a week and it's too much for a championship player. Yeah, we can't afford that. Right, the other kind of rumours that have come through this week is that because of Tom Eaton's injury on New Year's Day, I think it was New Year's Day, Villa are looking to bring Jack Butland in on a loan till the end of the season view of a permanent deal. And then funnily enough, Davies was in goal today. So I'm wondering, is there any rumour in this? Is it well, more than rumour in the club of just... It makes it look like there's a lot more to it, doesn't it, when Davies plays? Because, let's face it, Butland's really rarely missed a game, has, has he? Well, apart from the game dropped by Jones, didn't he? Yeah, um, Federici come in. I, I, I don't know. There could be concrete rumours, but I don't think Stoke could loan him. I don't think we'd loan him till the end of the season because Villa no. will drop out, won't they? As soon as Tom Eaton's fit again, they'll just go... Yeah, we don't really want and to. Plus, we might as well have him in our goal to loan him out. Yeah, we might as well do. Do you really, know what I mean? Because yeah. he's not that bad at football. Especially after Adam Davis's mistake today against Brentford. Yeah. You have to look at it and go... See, I know, I know in football terms it has to be done and goalkeepers have to change, but it's the one position I hate when we look, when someone changes goalkeeper. Because yeah. the thing is, anywhere else on the pitch, midfield, up front, whatever, it's like... Yeah, I know you need to score goals and you need to do your job and everything else, but at goalkeeper, if you get the wrong goalkeeper, it's like if we sell Butland, we bring somebody else in and it do not work out. It can take you years to recover from that. Well, try and get the right guy in. This is one thing I was wondering, and I thought to myself, well, we've got these loans available to us now. Why don't we do a deal with Villa where we sell him and then loan Begovic in from Bournemouth? I'll tell you what surprised me why I had the cards gone. Because goalkeepers came to It's because um, Michael O'Neill wanted to bring his man in from Northern Ireland. No, that's, that's what that was. Yeah. It is a shame for Andy Kai, but if he doesn't want, if he wants his own men, he wants his own men, doesn't he? It's simple. Well, uh, but goalkeepers used to purposely come to Stoke to work under Kai. Uh, I know, but. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them, isn't it, really? If, 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 if Michael O'Neill doesn't want him there and it causes friction if he is there, then yeah. you let him go, don't you? 
But yeah, I mean, I, I was thinking about this the other day about, well, if Butland does go, why don't we instantly replace him with Bego? Because he's not playing at Bournemouth. Right. And they would be willing to loan him out if they can cut a bit of his fee. Yeah. Uh, well, wages. So I don't understand why we don't go in for Begovic if Butland goes. Well, I loved him at Stoke. So I, I did. I mean, yeah. till the end of the season, it's not going to harm, is it? No. No. And if we if we if we if we aren't, if we aren't confident Davies is the right man, I think Bego is. I mean, bringing Begovic in as a on loan till the end of the season, and if he doesn't press, yeah, then we we'll go boom. If we'll have him permanently, he's six seven million. We'll have him now. How, how old is he now? He's about thirty two, isn't he? Oh, so he's got loads of time. So, so he's got plenty of time, and when it comes to goalkeeper, <coughs> I know he's lost his form, which is why, which is stupid even getting Chelsea in the first place. But I think there's a chance there that I, that's what I'd do. I wouldn't buy him. But I'd say to Bournemouth, could we loan him? Because you don't use him. Would you mind loaning him to us? See, Bournemouth are on that slippery slope again, though, aren't they, at the moment? They'll, I think they've got a good chance of going down, but yeah. they've made some serious mistakes in the summer. I mean, in the past, you used to watch Bournemouth and go, how's it going on? They lost 2 1. They go, all right. Now, every time I look at it, they've lost 3. They've lost 4. Well, they've they got they won the game 1 0. got battered against West Ham, didn't they, at yeah. New Year's Day? Um, it's, it, I think they've got that sliding, sliding slope a bit where. It'll be abandoned ship soon. I mean, like, but like getting back to it, I mean, if Butland goes, I, I wouldn't be that bothered, really. I, if as long as it's the right price, as long as it's around eighty million, <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's around fifteen to twenty million, yeah, I wouldn't be that bothered, really. Yeah. I, I, I'd go, yeah, fair enough. Let's let, let's get him gone. Let's rebuild. So if we got that kind of money, you know, you know, thirty odd million recouped. From them two players. I just want the right characters. The thing is, I mean, my more priority is the likes of Vimmer and, and Bula. We're not going to get rid of them. Simple as that. We're not going to get rid of them for money anyway. Not until they, they're close to the end of the contracts. Vimmer's still got four years left on his contract. So it's ridiculous, that so is. So the, the fact is, same with um, Ndai, really. Ndai's still got three, three and a half years left as well. Yeah. Or no, it's about to be more, actually. No, I think it's more. Um, I think he's on. I think he's on four and a half years. So it comes down to, for me, when we, we make transfers now, we've, we've got to make sure that the right players come in. They've got to come in. And it, it, I think at times it's the snobbery of it. And it's like this Jordan Thompson that's at Bournemouth, at Blackpool, sorry, who we've been linked to heavily, 22-year-old Northern Irish international. He might not have a lot of quality. From what I'm hearing in Blackpool fans, he doesn't have a lot of quality. He's not, qu he's not lightning quick. He's not good on the move. But one skill he has got is a fantastic cross on him. Yeah. Now, for me, I'd take that. If if he could come into this club and put swing good balls in for Sam Vokes, yeah, it's only a win for me. See, I mean, this will sound that stupid now, but I thought about it with Vemba before. Would you be more tempted to swap him with somebody, even if their ability wasn't great, but the character was good? We won't be able to because you've got to find a club that's willing to pay them wages. It's him. Mm -hmm. It's not us. We've we've been willing to let him go since the first window. Yeah, just I'm just thinking like obviously you could bring a footballer in who maybe isn't good enough, but he's a good person to have around the group. And you could just keep for eighteen months. He's on less wages. For just get him gone, get somebody else in. He's a good character, good lad. <laughs> the, the, works hard. The fact is with Kevin Vimmer now is he's going to be here for the next three four years. Well, probably maybe three, and then in his last final year he'll just jump because he wants to find a new club. But the fact is, he won't be going anywhere for the next couple of years. Because well, that's how far things have changed, aren't they? Because it's like Cause if you look back ten years ago at like Wilco and Deco and everyone, they weren't really that great. But why were they there? Character, weight, or they were just solid players. They, yeah. they, even though they didn't have quality, they had. They, they made up for it by throwing everything themselves yeah, at everything. Yeah. And it's like you, you go back to the purest players compared to like Vimmer and all these other ones that Mark Hughes brought in under Cartwright and Scholes. When Pulis was bringing a player in, he was bringing him in for the mentality more than anything else. These players were grafters and they knew their job. And that's where we've gone wrong over the, and still going wrong now. I still to this day say the problem is with us. The season we went got relegated, first season under Grauert, second se third season under Jones. All those windows, we tried to fix every problem in one window. On all yeah. summer windows. Chopo Moting, Kevin Vermeer, Zuma, um, a few other players that came in. Did it again under Gary Rowett. McLean came in, Ashley Williams, and all these players, and not and not many left. Yeah. So it was a big transfer in, and not much going out. 
and the fact is for me is that what we've got to do is just bring in players that know their job and if that Jordan Thompson could just run down that right wing and keep swinging good balls in that for me is exactly what we need Direct. at least he knows his job yeah there's no point having a prima donna like Tom Ince that can perform one out of six because you're trying to get promoted you can't have one out of six players if you're trying to achieve something no. you've got to you've got to be like Liam Lawrence where they perform week in week out yeah. score goals create penalties create chances do a job and do it well and that's that's yeah. the thing that's got to happen in this in this January when we've got to bring in players that are going to massively improve us uh, this Jordan Thompson from what I'm hearing of him he's, he's, like I say he's supposed to be a really good cross of the ball and if he is that's exactly what we need get him on that right side and let's get him and the thing, good thing is now there's an option there so if he doesn't work out we could put Vlinden there yeah. or we could put Tyrese Campbell there because he's done okay in the last couple of games on that right side Yeah. so th there's options there right so now we'll go and say people's questions and Viper's coming straight away with one I, I, I don't know if it's funny or not. He's asked, will we get promoted in the next five years? I think I think we've got a good chance, yeah, with O'Neill, I do. Maybe not for a couple of years, might be back end of that fifth year, but... I, I don't know, because like I say, I'm seeing, I'm seeing green green shoots, because of how well we're playing at the moment. We're, scoring, we're taking chances, which shows that we've got strikers that can score goals. <coughs> it's, it's, it's just getting the ball to them. And I've said this before. If I mean, if we can get good players in this January, like like I say, Jordan Thompson could swing balls and get them on Vokes. So all he has to do is finish or knock down to Campbell, who's behind him or whatever. You never know. Yeah. You really never know. I mean, if we, if we can cash in on Joe Allen and maybe even bring a couple more players that we like the look of, we like go Indigo and replace him with a good defender instead of another Danny Bat. Yeah. You never know. There's, we could go up quicker than we think. I think we're at least two years off trying. Uh, yeah, that's that's the thing. Yeah, Smiths. There's a lot of S's. He's he's asked, will Sam Vokes hit ten goals this season? What's on now? Four, I think. Five, four or five. Yeah, if he stays fit, yeah, stays fit. He looks a different player for me. He does under Michael O'Neill. He yeah. actually looks a good player. He's, yeah. he's taking his chances now. He looks though. He, I, I've noticed in the last couple of games, he took his chance well against Huddersfield. Although on the ground, good yeah. little finish. Yeah, he yeah. seems going crucial to the game as well. Uh, Willow Ben has asked, should I get rid of my season tickets if Joe Allen goes? Should he what? Why is he like worshipping us all? I think he must be a big fan. There's a big cry face at the end of it as well. Must be Welsh. <laughs> it's must have, There's not many who stoke Welsh fans with the eaters. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, if you remember on FIFA, it was Swansea's rivals. Cardiff. Stoke. Stoke, yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Got an a funny one here from Alfie Alfie Malkin. <laughs> who's who's a better winger, Tom Ince or Mr. Softy? <laughs> now, from what I remember, wasn't Mr. Softy the bloke off of the soft adverts, the one who kept bouncing about? Done <laughs> oh, <laughs> that funny today, um, <laughs> Mr. Softy. Mr. Softy's the ice cream man. He's softer. Yeah, you don't know he's from Biddle, do you? There's more than one Mr. Softy. <laughs> no, Mr. Softy, do you remember the... The Soft, and then it was like... No, the, 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 the mints, the Soft Mints. Oh, yeah. Remember the advert, Mr. Softy, where he's like bouncing down the road? <laughs> That's Mr. Softy. Oh, man, Mr. Softy's got a flake. <laughs> That's the ice cream man, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> still Mr. Softy. <laughs> I'll go with Tom Ince. <laughs> well, he's got. A, uh, I'll go with my ice cream man. He's, he's quicker. He's got a transit van. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but not, never mind. <laughs> uh, Alfie Mulkin, 24. Is will Nick Powell be a bit influential player from now on? It looks better. Last couple of games. I don't know if if Joe Allen goes. I'm, I've been thinking of this. Would would Nick Powell be an ideal replacement for Joe Allen in that position? as a central midfielder I think it all depends on what system he's going to play doesn't it really uh, I mean Powell's another one that worries me with fitness again because he's had how many injuries since he come but from what I saw of him at Huddersfield he's another one that you might start I mean his goal is a great goal can't, can't yeah. deny his goal it's a tight angle as well how he's hit it but yeah. he, that's, that's the thing with Powell we need game scoring because that's all he's ever done well, he took his chance well against Huddersfield and brought us back in the game, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I don't know. I could give him a chance in that position, but for me, I'd like to see what Woods eye up the pitch. I still can't stand there and slate Powell because he's barely played enough games for us as, mm. as far as I'm concerned. 
Yeah. You've seen him a bit here, a bit there, then he's been injured. Yeah, I'd give him a chance. Yeah, though. I wouldn't be getting rid of Powell myself. Uh, Barnett. Barnetto. 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 One, two, three. Will Stowe sign any players in this January window? I'd say a, a push, I reckon you may see two. I think there might be a few, are there? No, not unless a few go. Well, he's, he's two have gone, though, haven't they now? Two have gone. Yeah, but he's already said to that, hasn't he? How big the squad is. Uh, well, I mean, if Joe Allen goes, Indai goes, Etebo goes, uh, Tom Ince starts cleaning toilets um, with Mr Softy. Surprise Bauer hasn't come back. Who? Bauer. Uh, no, we, we're hoping that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no, you can keep him. Adrian's wall. It's up. He's not coming back now, are you? No, he's back up. We can't go there. I don't know. Two. I mean, I'd, two. I'd say four. If we get a push, two payments. Uh, not many clubs buy for in January. Two, two on loan. I could, I could got a feeling because Scott Hogan's getting back as well. Cameron Vickers has gone, <coughs> so we have got an opportunity of two British loans if we want to in January. Plus, I think if we sign anybody, it'll be before deadline day. Because I'm certain I've read it's a derby game on deadline day. I'm not sure. Not sure. I'm sure. I'm certain the away game is actually on deadline day. Normally, it's normally the day before deadline day. Yeah, but they did it last year. And it killed deadline day because no one was signing anybody. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they were concentrating yeah. on the game. Well, Chris Bronco is asked Bitty or Sidey? Bitty. Sidey all day, what they'll every day of the week. Don't sit if it's hot. I'm not gonna have a bitter if it's hot. That's what I mean, you've got to add it to his question. It's, yeah, it's a big question. It's, it's, not, it's, yeah. not, it's a big question. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, if you're lying on a beach uh, abroad, better off. No, no, you, you can't. It's for all weathers. So if you decide this. It's harder when it's freezing well, like, cold. <laughs> well, you can't have a bitter then, either. You've got a bitter now, so. <laughs> Yeah, but if you have a bitter now, then you're going to have to have bitter in the blitz doing sun. No, they don't sell it. <laughs> Stop selling it. No, you're not answering the question, right? <laughs> Sorry, Bramco. Uh, Alex Smith asked, he's, he's got another funny one, a real funny one. <coughs> Do we need to be prepared for this with the back <laughs> off? He said, boxers or, or G strings. <laughs> You've got to say G string, haven't you? Because if you say boxers, it's like you're attracted to men. What do you mean? Think about the question boxers or G string. So, yeah, granted, I'm wearing well, I, think he, I think he's on about himself. <laughs> So that's even worse. <laughs> that's worse. I think he is. Yeah, I think he is leading us to say into dark territory <laughs> a little bit. I mean, why would a bloke wear a G-string? I like wearing boxers, <laughs> but I like seeing a woman in a G-string. There's your answer. <laughs> You've been too diplomatic with these. I'm, I'm too too picky with the question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Life of away days has said, are Stoke happy with the price of the derby ticket? <coughs> no. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. It's three pound. £33 to watch Derby? Yeah. I hate Derby. It's I, I, absolutely, I, I'm not, I, don't, I don't hate many football clubs apart from Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, Swansea, Cardiff, um, Yeovil. <laughs> so just get the, the football yeah, I, 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 Sorry, I'm going on a bit there, but I do hate Derby. I really hate I Derby. I still stand by no tickets should cost that. It's 20 plenty. It really yeah, is. It's, it's 20, 20 quid should, be, should yeah. be the max it goes up to. And if he's 33 quid, then Derby should be ashamed of themselves. What are they trying to do? Pay a bit of Rooney's wages? Well, he's on a bit, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I understand the big ticket prices for the big, big games. I get that. When they might be mither and they've got a lot of people at certain games, but <coughs> Stoke against Derby in midweek. Is it a Friday night game? It doesn't um, need be, what's it? 33 quid's a joke. Oh, it is. But and another thing I want to talk about with Derby as well is, is Wayne Rooney. I mean, we're looking at signing like free transfers and loans and this, that, and the other. But Derby are getting Wayne Rooney in, an England legend and all this kind of stuff. I know he's at the end of his career, but some dodgy brown envelope's been passed over there, aren't they? For the well, I just, I just think it's, I just think it's just smart business, really, isn't it? It's not something that you're going to sit there and go. Well, it's horrendous, but it annoys me when Stoke are bringing in Scott Hogan and, and Derby are bringing in Wayne Rooney. Because we had took Wayne Rooney. I would, I would have taken him at this level, I'll tell you now. <coughs> and how many shirt sales he'd sell. Yeah. And yeah, well, that's the end of question time. Uh, we did put a poll out of who was player of the, week, player of the day at uh, Huddersfield and it came out comfortably, Tyrus Campbell. Yeah. Deservedly so as well. Right then, so it is time for...
Gets better every week, that does. Gets better every week. You like it all more and more? <laughs> yes, it's that time of week again. Mark's story time. Did you just get a puppet when you had a story time? Well, you normally you're in bed, aren't you, with a with a brew? <laughs> <laughs> what did you were going to say then? Oh, what did you think I was going to say? Oh, you, you animal. It's just like you said. <laughs> you animal. You ready? I'm ready. Are you right. ready? So I've story time. Right, I found a little interesting one here. Um, about way back before our time, in the 30s. 1930s. Well, Stoke had one of the best teams in, in the country back then. Um, oh yeah, the Steele, Matthews, Freddie Steele. Um, and we were supposed to be playing in Europe uh, in a championship challenge. Um, but the government stepped in and debated whether we should go or not. Because um, Hitler was planning on invading Poland, right? Yeah. And the championships was in Poland. Um, and then eventually, uh, manager uh, Bob McGrory decided he probably wasn't the best the best idea to go over. Well, also, we could have been European champions in yeah. the 80s. But he said, no, no. So, uh, but then, so the, the real kick in the nuts after, as nearly all the squad went anyway, because they went over in the... Army gear for fight the war. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. So, all of them went to the yeah. Most of the squad would soon be heading to the continent anyway, but in army carkies rather than red and white stripes. Should have killed two birds. Who's got it? Kate up, 8K47. Well, I mean, at the same time, I remember, I think it was England played West, West, West Germany at the time. Yeah, West Germany. It was Nazi Germany, wasn't it? Uh, we used to play Nazi Germany, and we, uh, uh, I remember all the England play. Well, I didn't remember all that. I was you know, far away from being born. But they had to do the Nazi salute. Yeah, that's uh, incredible, though. Well, it, the players didn't want to do it. All of them didn't want to do it because they weren't you know, behind what was happening. Of course, we were at war with them. And, but the England players were told by the English FA, because we at the time we were still diplomats with Germany to try and sort out peace talks so they didn't invade us and all that yeah and they uh, basically were told if they didn't put their didn't do the salutes the nazi salutes they wouldn't play for england again so they all had to do it yeah but I, I don't know how much of it was said if you don't do it you're gonna get shot or you don't know do you that's yeah, how you wouldn't have got shot because even though the nazis were you know animals he, he, they did they did prefer they did like football yeah, they were very well. They still do now, don't they? Germans, they still love football. Trouble is, I don't think. I think the the thing with the war back then was, is we didn't want dying, neither did they. It was just the leader that was causing the the issues. It was like it wasn't yeah, there was a lot of Nazis. There was a lot of Nazis. Yeah, they, they weren't all Nazis. They, they definitely weren't, but a lot of them were. Because we've been Germany, and they, they're lovely people. They are the lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I want to go back to Germany again. I'm desperate to go back Berlin. Yeah. I want to have a look around Berlin, but. Uh, yeah, like the thing is, it was it. It was such a strange time. Me and Freddie Steele went to war. I think a few did. I think Frank Sue did as well at the time. But it's such a disappointment and such an understanding because that side we had almost won the title. It went down to the last game, yeah. last day. I think it was 1935 or not. I'm not sure when it was. And we played Liverpool in the last game. And if we'd beaten, because it was basically between three teams: Stoke, Liverpool, and somebody else. Yeah. And it came to the final day because this was a time when it was two points for a win, not one point, not three points like it is now. That happened in the 90s. If Stoke had beaten Liverpool, we would have been English champions. But we lost to Liverpool on the final day. Yeah. And basically get handed the title to Liverpool. Yeah, it's uh, it's a shame, but have we got time for one last story? Well, we squeeze one in? Yeah, we could squeeze another story in, yeah. Right. People love the stories. This one, I love this one. I, this one, more people will remember this one. Awesome Fenger was spotted striding across Stoke's pitch to check it was the legal width. Can you remember that? No, I can't remember that. Um, it happened before one of the first Stoke Arsenal Premier League games at the Britannia. Uh, according to former Stoke skipper Dominic Matteo and his autobiography. I can remember this in the Sentinel. Um, well, Dominic Matteo wasn't at Stoke in the Premier League. No, I don't know if he must have. He must have. Well, I don't know why he's rooted, but I do remember this story. It must have been that game we won. Was it two one? I think um, I, I, he cut, it was on the Sentinel the next day before kick off. Um, Wenger walked across the pitch to where the Sentinel stand was. 
and then walked back. Well, well Dominic Matteo now was was Dominic Matteo left Stoke about four year, three years before we got promoted to the Premier League. Yeah, it's it's a strange one. I, lo- I love the right. I love the read though on this because to describe Arsene Wenger. I mean, there's lots of things you can say yeah, about Wenger. Yeah, there's a lot of things you can say about him. But the first two words are the angriest cardigan wearer in the world. <laughs> Who said that, Dominic Martin? Yeah, yeah. The angriest cardigan wearer in the world didn't trust that Tony Pulis' squeezed plane service met minimum requirements. Which. Well, he bet they were literally on the limit. He the, wanted to wait for the pitch as small as possible. The didn't thing he? is, the thing is. He never helped himself at Stoke, did he? No, he didn't. I mean, he'll always be famous for Stoke because yeah. let's all do a Wenger. Yeah, let's all do the Wenger, which we, and was in the New Year's pod for a special part of the year. It's a great time that was. He was. He, so, he can remember even like the TV stations were all picked up on it, and we're having a laugh yeah. and a joke, even at Arsene Wenger's expense. And then we were all waiting that year. We were his masks and hand. We all had yeah. these big, big uh, caterpillar coats on. Yeah, like, going, and he didn't come out. Not a single time did he leave the bus. No, no, everyone no, was moving. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's that one time when he stood up and he looked like and everyone went, yeah, that, thing, uh, gives away. <laughs> that coat was like a sleeping bag with the bottom cut off it. <laughs> it was that long. I've never seen a coat. I think it long. was. I think it was a, uh, something to do with a sleeping bag that it was made specially. Because when he was in like Stoke or went to places, he'd wear it. Well, we're rather like Greenland, don't we? Some I don't know, it is cold. It's cold in, there, in, yeah. in, on a Tuesday night, it's, it's freezing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, it's one memory that we didn't mention on the New Year list is the swing low thing. No, we did mention it, yeah. Did we mention yeah, it? Yeah, we did mention it, yeah. The, the, the noise in that ground when we sang that to him that day, I remember it clear as day. Um, I think it was just after Pennant had scored. Yeah. Um, 2011. You couldn't hear a pen drop on that ground because it was that loud and there. It was deafening. You couldn't hear a thing. Well, I'll tell you what, I was today I've been I've had a massive clear out of my wardrobe because I haven't, I haven't done it since I've been here. Decided to have a massive red through of all my drawers and my wardrobes because I'm, I'm getting new wardrobes and stuff. And I had a look through and I saw a catalogue. The Stoke 2011-12 catalogue. Which would have been Adidas. Yeah, yeah. It's, when, it's when Woodgate first signed and it was all over the catalogue and everything. And, and I remember, when was the last time we had a catalogue? I can't remember having a catalogue. Yeah, I have got, I've got well, it's in the bin, it's gone now. But I, I did have, yeah, there was a catalogue, yeah. It was like a 2011-2012 catalogue for Stoke City. That's when we used to have some half-decent clobber, to be fair. No, we didn't, no. There's nothing in there. We've never had any. <laughs> Honestly, I want to look through it. I had a look, the bedspread's the same as still as now. Right. The pictures are still the same as now. The hippopotamus t- t- teddy things are still the same yeah. as they were before. The only thing that's different is the training kit and the shirts. That, that's it. I, I think that think, think lot's still shut if, if we end up having a bad season, I'll have a shop in the potters. Okay. The, the problem is with the, with the Stoke merchandise, there's nothing there worth buying. And you can tell, like on the Stoke memorabilia page, which is another good page if you haven't been on it, good group. If you go on there, there's so much stuff that people want. It's like, I want a good picture. I want some good pictures of old players. Yeah. I, I want a picture of Mark Sharon and Mark Steen. Yeah. A picture of James O'Connor. Yeah. So I could put them up, in, put them up on my wall in my bedroom. But there's nothing there. There's nothing in the club. Nothing at all. And it's like, really, all my stuff's come off eBay. And it says it, well, um, you have to design it yourself. Yeah, I mean, my partner obviously got the Stoke shirt for me when we got married. And that we had to have it framed and stuff, but uh, the fuller thing was an eBay thing. The 2008-9 full squad picture I've got that come off the I internet. Can't, I can't remember the last time we did a, a, a squad picture as well, squad poster. That's great. That picture. I love that picture. I do because I go through it and it's like everyone who got us promoted, uh, plus the ones we'd signed and stuff. Well, because when I was going through, I found out I found all my old shirts, all, all the ones I bought from when we got promoted a couple of years before. My Bangora shirts that I forgot about, the yellow horrible one when we got promoted first season. The yellow skulls is on that picture with a bag of fifties at the front. <laughs> about, about a bag of shit. <laughs> but we'll buy this. <laughs> well, so basically, it was a bag with Dave Kitts in it. Like, none of this, Tony. None of it. Oh, I am. <laughs> Remember, skulls is my mate. Oh crap. I've just bought you some, Kev. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Yeah, so there's no women we could talk about this week either, is there? 
Uh, I don't think they've played, have they, this week? <coughs> I don't know what we said last week. Uh, I think it was a 6-1 till the 10th. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't straight after New Year's. I know it'll be tomorrow, won't it? Tomorrow? Sunday? Yeah, it'll be Sunday, yeah. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. Yeah. Are we playing? What, what's the team? We had on the pod earlier this week. No, we've done, we done it after the game this week. We've got to get ready for work tomorrow. Who was? Are you not here? It's Sunday tomorrow. No, I mean, the fuck, like, so we know we do tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm back in Monday, I'm back in Monday. That's what I mean, I've got a child baby come out. Oh, on. God. Oh, that's two weeks off and I can't be bothered. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, who are they playing? What, what team have you got? I think they've got Derby away. Derby away? <coughs> I hope it's not 33 quid of tickets. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're away again, aren't we? What's going on? We've got any home games this season or what? <laughs> Where are we next to town? Oh no, we're at home next week, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I've got about ten pence to be there. Yeah, I've got eleven for you back at home next week in Millwall. <coughs> well, that's that's a good thing of what you speak about actually, because Viper said to me, and a lot of people said to me, that Gary Rout's a poor manager. Yeah, it's Derby County, just just out to what's it? Oh, Gary Rout. Yeah, Gary Rout. He's a poor manager. Yeah, he's a crap manager. Who said that? Half oh, of Stoke fans and normally. Well, Paul Wood. Are they not? Paul Woodward, who I work with, said he's the worst manager in the world. No, no. He's not that bad, is he? Well, he's not that bad. Look where Millwall are. Yeah. Seventh. They yeah. were in the top six not long ago. He, they've gone from they've gone from fifth bottom. Yeah. He jumped on. Yeah. They're now the informed team of the championship, and I think they've got a good chance of going up. Yeah, but this boils down to the board. We hope 2020 is going to be a better year for us and for everybody. Yeah, definitely. I want to thank you for listening. Ta-ra. All the best.